terrorists be warned. Neither rain nor snow nor improperly prepared shrimp shall keep the Lollygaggers podcast from air. In this episode, Jeff kickstarts some spaceships and forgetfully watches Justice League, while Justin reads Batman 50 and is in no way scared by it. Both Lollygaggers then break down Ant-Man and the Wasp before ending with the Gentleman's Challenge. All right, welcome to episode 16 of the Lollygaggers podcast, a show about all sorts of things like sipping iced tea from a glass in a very dramatic fashion. Uh, but also about things like movies and films and TV shows and whatnot. I am one of your hosts, Jeff. Another one, Justin. Oh, Hi, Justin. What? <laughs> <laughs> I still think we should have kept the original. We one. probably should have. That's good. It would have been pretty funny. Uh, I just took a very <laughs> dramatic sip of uh, iced tea uh, right before we started. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we're being silly. Uh, so, hey, man. Uh, I hear uh, I hear things have not been well on your front. I hear you've been. Uh, I hear your wife is trying to kill you. My wife made an attempt on my life. It was a, it was a little rough. Uh, Tuesday was our uh, anniversary. And Happy anniversary! Yeah, it's eight years, so it's it's nice that someone's decided to throw their life away with me. So, um, yeah, uh, we we were Monday night. We got a new recipe of like this. Uh, it's like a shrimp jambalaya, and uh, my wife was making it. And when she's making it, I'm looking. I go. You ever cooked shrimp before? She goes, no, but I'm reading the directions. I look at it and I go, mm. are you sure you know what you're doing? She goes, yeah, I'll be fine. And something hit me in the mm. little back part of my head. I'm like, something's going to go wrong with this. And yeah. so <laughs> then. Anything, anything? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, then she gives it to me. And first of all, the tails are still on it. So there's that. Oh, dear God. And uh, so I had to basically eat my jumble out of my hands. Okay. Because she doesn't. <laughs> she put it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She doesn't. Right. She's never. She doesn't cook seafood. I'm usually a seafood cooker. That's usually what it is. So like, okay. so I'm starting eating, and something hit me. Like this tastes a little strange, mm. but it, because it was in a sauce and stuff, I couldn't see the color of the shrimp. You know? Oh no! Oh. And uh, so the next day I woke up, and it was just—I've never felt so bad in my life. At least, in, at least as as far as I can remember, like stomach-wise, mm. probably in about since high school. I can't remember feeling like I haven't thrown up since high school. So this this was like rough. Is this and, like a Seinfeld thing? You're like, oh, I always, throw it up and, yeah. It was real bad. And so uh, basically uh, 20 uh, uh, evacuations later, um, I felt better the next day. So that's uh, that was my week in a nutshell of uh, nice. of just eating yeah. saltines in soup for like three days. So yeah. 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 Anything exciting happened with you? That's as well, as I nice. mean, speaking of poison, uh, I was playing a bunch of League of Legends the past week. <laughs> because there's a there's a new game mode like temporary game mode going on right now so all random earth mode all random ultra rapid fire right that was called i think that's what it stands for so everyone goes all random so i imagine people know kind of what league of legends is but if you don't uh it's it's just a moba right which uh, multi online battle multiplayer online battle i'm using all sorts of ac- acronyms right now multi online battle wait that's not right. arena, arena multiplayer arena. online battle arena got it Okay, there we go. Uh, so anyway, uh, the the big thing with with the uh, with Earth mode is that everyone's cooldowns are reduced to zero, and so you just go into the game and you're just kind of constantly spamming. Uh, I tried at one point because I when I was when I was playing one game, I said I said out loud in the channel, I'm like, yeah, I'm thinking about just taping uh, my keyboard buttons down, uh, so I don't even have to press the <laughs> buttons anymore. I just run around. So I gave that a try last night when I was playing. I got zigs. 
the Ziggs is his tiny oh, little. Oh God, yordle. that'd be wonderful. And so, and so, and and he has he just you know he's this tiny little yordle, which is like a kind of like um like a I guess like a like a rocket raccoon type character, right? And he's insane and just throws a bunch of bombs and stuff. And so I just tape my uh, I tape my my buttons down, my my QWE down, not my R, because I wanted to make sure my ultimate was uh, was thrown when I wanted it to be thrown. Uh, but it was uh, the most obnoxious lane ever. It was uh, I was playing, so it was me, it was me and an Amumu, some random Amumu, which is like this little mummy. He throws out uh, throws out his his mummy bandages and gets pulled in and tanks people, versus a uh, big old Cho'Gath, which is this weird like demon creature who knocks people up. And then uh, when I say knock up, I don't mean like he pregnates them. I mean he he like he pushes them up yeah, off really the weird ground game. in the air. That's what <laughs> be very strange. It'd be very strange. Uh, in Syndra, so it was a lot of long range poking. It was uh, it's pretty intense. We lost, uh, but the whole taping the keyboard button down uh, doesn't. Windows doesn't like it. Uh, it started asking me if I wanted to do sticky keys and started getting all sorts of alt tabs and stuff like that. So I had to go back to the old way. Anyway, I love AR Earth mode. Uh, it's pretty fun. It's silly. I like these crazy games. It's totally. I like, I like it because like there's like zero like Lee can be really stressful. And yeah. like that i just yeah. don't care because it's just so fun because you're like uh old here old here old here or if like you play something like lux it's just mm. it's ridiculous so like i i like those types of things that they do so i wish it was like a normal not just like a seasonal thing i wish it was like a normal thing that they could put in all the time yeah i like a lot of their game modes i wish they would do some kind of more like a weekly rotational thing and one of the other things i wish riot would do is their maps they've been using the basically the same map uh, on Summoner's Rift, the main the main game mode for as long as we know, like they've they've made graphical updates, obviously, and but they used to do like seasonal changes, like a winter map, like a they had a winter map version, and then most recently they just had like a pirate themed um, ARAM map that would have been really nice if they could have like kept that in. So it would be nice if they could start doing some rotational stuff just for art and style and flavor. So anyway, that's what I've been doing. It's been fun. That's my that's my gaming habits. I've been playing like two hours every night. Uh, like pretty much for the past week and a half or so, but good times. I think uh, I think AR Earth is ending pretty soon because I think it was like a an NA uh, EU. Or actually, no, I think it was Rift Rivals. So yeah, like their little Rift Rivals pro scene stuff. What about you? What have you been doing? So I did something most people wouldn't expect of me. I watched the movie It. I watched a scary. I just watched that too. Yeah, a spoopy movie. Um, it's written by Chase Palmer and directed by Andy Muschetti. Uh, very uh, Italian name. Um, mm. Stars Bill Skarsgård and a bunch of children, uh, most notably uh, the kid from Stranger Things, Finn Wolf, Wolfhard, who might be one of the coolest names ever. So you better grow up to be uh, a hunk. That's all I'm saying. Cause that name's ridiculous. I don't know, man. I looked at the kid. He's got those big old glasses. Yeah, a little spindly. The, it's. We'll see. He's got. You know. We'll see. I think he's just gonna be a normal dude. Maybe. Yeah. So my mm. review of the movie is it was okay. It wasn't scary at all. What? Like what not in the least bit scary what i didn't i wasn't there wasn't a single moment where i was nervous like this to me the scariest part of the film was when finn's character richie goes into the room with all like the clown dolls yeah yeah, yeah. and then they start turning their heads when he's walking by to me that was the scariest thing in the whole movie i like when he goes into that room and there's all these creepy looking clowns right and then he gets scared by the one that that sneaks up on him from behind it which which is this tiny looking fairly normal looking clown i'm like that's the one you get scared by yeah, not, like, not the, the one not the 10 not foot the, one with the, not three the foot one head. that looks like a demon's possessing it or yeah it's scared by that one that's got a hat on and looks you know dapper and uh and well and well to do but yeah. like it was it was a good movie but i didn't like it i didn't like it for the scare you know i think that there's some movies where i i like because of the scare 
this was not it. I liked the movie because of the adventure of the kids. I liked that. I thought the kids were fantastic. I thought Bill Skarsgård mm. did a really good job as it. You know when mm. when you compare, yeah, 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 as Pennywise. When you compare him to um, what's his name? I just had it in my head. Uh, I don't know. The original Pennywise. Krusty the Clown. No, the original Pennywise. Bozo. His name. Anyways, we compare to the original. We throw out clown names. I don't. I really know. Shut up. Uh, when you compare to the original one, the original one's like sideshow Bob. Yeah, uh, the original one's iconic, but this I thought he did a really, really good job of being a creepy character. But like in the end, for me, it just wasn't scary. Like they did all these moments that were predictable, like startle jump scares, and to me, that doesn't scare me at all anymore. Like I think we're past that point as a as a viewing audience to where. A loud noise or big slam accompanied by screaming isn't really that scary. And that's why I thought like the moment where the clowns turned their head was the scariest part of the movie because like I was, like that's creepy. But like as a whole, I thought the movie was it was very beautifully done and shot very well. I liked all the kids did a great job. I really liked um the one that was a hypochondriac or the mother thought he was a hypochondriac. I thought that kid did a fantastic right. job. Um uh and, and i liked the 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 girl that played beverly she did a really great job too and i, I mm. liked um all the special effects and i i just i don't know it was it wasn't scary to me at all i find like um i guess like it's weird like i find weird things really scary like i think the thing is not scary i think alien is not scary however yeah. et the extraterrestrial scares the bejesus out of me and i don't know why um, and I have a theory for that, why he scares me. Um, you want, mm. you want to hear my thoughts about that? Yes, Justin. Okay, I, so. I'm so interested. The beginning of the movie, he's running through the forest as fast as like an ATV. Obviously he has some type of hunting ability with his legs. So he's obviously a predatory alien. Also, mm-hmm. okay. He can regenerate health and link himself to other children to eventually kill them. He's clearly some type of predatory animal, right? So right. that's that to me that's dangerous. Anyways, right. I it was a good movie, but I was more into it because of like the kids uh friendship and portrayal that stuff. And and also I thought like the visuals were really neat. So like at no point was I like ooh, it was more like this is pretty cool. So that's it. Tim uh, that's on HBO. Curry. There, the Tim Curry. There, yeah, Tim Curry, uh, who will forever be uh, the Butler uh, from Clue. Yeah, as yeah. Far yeah. As I'm but I, I thought it was good. It's on HBO, so if mm-hmm. you got HBO, you should watch it. It's, it's yeah. It's I just, I, I literally just watched it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so there, there. That's it. What else you got? Okay. Speaking of just premiering on HBO, Justice League uh, just came out like this weekend. My mom called uh, me last night to ask me a question about that movie, which I'll get to. Really? Was uh, was the question was why is it so dark? Like why can't they like turn the dark? filter up? Yeah, like why can't they just turn like the filter up so we can see the contours of things? Uh, so yeah, I just watched it. It's a Zack Snyder stuff. So because it's Zack Snyder, you know that it's dark. You know that there's a ton of slow motion. You know that like character development is minimal, and you know that the plot itself is kind of eh, hand waved here and there. Uh, yeah, I didn't like it. Uh, I didn't think it was any good. It's not. I'm just, man, I, I just don't, uh, it's so, so frustrating. Okay, so I have a few issues. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm willing to hear them. Okay, so like superhero team-ups. Like, why is it in superhero team-ups, we always have to waste so much time with infighting? Like, why, 
why why do we have to do this? Like, why why is this like a constant thing? Like, I mean, uh, Marvel does it. I mean, uh, Civil War for crying out loud. Uh, like why, 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 like, like, I, yeah, I'm getting I don't past know. that whole idea of nobody likes everybody type of thing. I'm just, I'm just so sort of tired of it. Like, guess, and, and one of the reasons I'm tired of it is because it's always just a speed bump. Like, it's just a waste of time. Like, we know that everyone's going to eventually get onto the same page because there's a big bad and they have to fight the big bad. But I just always wonder, like, why does it take so long? Like, why do we have to do it? It just always feels like really tired. Um, and then in this movie, like, ah, oh, man, like. First of all, there's no there's no Green Lantern, which was sort of weird. There uh, was a tease like. of Green Lantern in the flashback, I, which got me I know. real excited. Real excited. I know, but there was no Green Lantern, and so I don't know. And I think Justice League, I always think Green Lantern is sort of a primary part of it. Um, so that was kind of surprising. I thought that you know Aquaman was like sort of boring, um, and then head, basically he was just I know. I'm like, what the heck? Like that's not the Aquaman I really remember, but whatever. Uh, I guess it's because it's Jason Momoa and people just associate him now with Cal Drogo and like every one of Jason Momoa's characters has to be that. Like if you think about it, like all of his characters that he plays are basically that kind of big, kind of threatening looking meathead of some kind, right? And then that kind of what he does, which is sort of Pretty a shame. Much, yeah. yeah. So, um, and I'm just, I'm so done with like Zack Snyder movies. Like I just, uh, how many times do we have to sit in, uh, and watch these like ultra slow motion like really sloppy, really dark, really not all that great, not all that interesting, like movies before we can stop like giving him control over these properties. Like every one of his movies is is basically the same thing. Like, I don't know, it just gets really frustrating. I feel like, uh, remember like M. Night Shyamalan for like a while, like for like yeah, those first yeah, two yeah. movies, like, like, oh, this is great. And then everyone kind of got really tired of him and he disappeared for like, you know, 15 years and like no one really like everyone. I think it was like, after oh, that Shyamalan. happening. Was that? And that was it pretty right. much. <laughs> Come on, people! Why do you think this is happening? This is really serious. What's going on the outside? Bees. All these, all yeah. these, all these trees are trying to kill us. <laughs> uh, the part when he starts talking to like the the plastic plant inside the the model house, uh, like midway through, is hilarious. Uh, but I just, I don't know. Like, I'm waiting for the part, part, like that, the part in like the arc of a director's life where, like, after they've made a bunch of the same kind of stinkers over and over again, and we can't really trust them anymore. Like, they just disappear for a while and then reinvent themselves and come back. Because I know Shameland has like come back. I know Split was really good and everything like that. I didn't see it. I really want to though because I saw like the it's last. On my list. I saw the post credit scene and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to watch this now. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's linked back to uh, Unbreakable. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, which is really exciting because I actually like that one the best. Anyway, watch Justice League. Uh, glad I didn't go see the movies in the movie theaters. It just, it's just not good. My, um, my biggest complaint yeah. about movies is this. Okay, so they set up basically five arcs and they do nothing to, to solve them, right? So right. Aquaman doesn't want to be part of a group. He just wants to be alone, okay? Right. Wonder Woman doesn't feel like a hero. She feels like more of just a helper. Right. Batman feels remorse for leading to the death of Superman. Flash doesn't feel like a hero. He's just there out of convenience. And Cyborg feels like a monster, right? So right. at the end of the movie, you get back Superman. Spoilers. Sorry, the movie's a year old and it's terrible. Uh, so Superman <laughs> comes back. And basically the idea of the movie was the guard dog's gone. So the shields are down. We can take over the Earth, right? That's basically the idea of the movie. And that's what right, Stephen was doing. Right. So the guard dog comes back and wins. That shouldn't have been what happened. What should have happened was guard dog comes back and gets his butt whipped, right? And then it takes the the together efforts of the other five to resolve the story. Wonder Woman leads the group. Batman uh, rectifies his mistake with Superman somehow. I don't know how. I couldn't figure that one out. 
Have Flash be the hero at the end, the one that makes an ultimate sacrifice or something to save everybody. Have Cyborg be the one that saves that Russian family, right? And they, they think of him as a hero, not as a monster. So there's that. And have Aquaman work with the group to feel part of something. You know, they did nothing. They did all these setups and they did nothing to pay off their characters. And it just ended up being, yay, Superman's back. And he solved all the problems. And that is the most boring easy way to end a film of like he's here and it's why i hate superman yeah superman's got all the powers and it's just like the same generic stuff over and over again oh and 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 yeah and by the way just like another side note because like the the end of the movie has like a post semi post credit scene with uh or i think it's post credit scenes with uh with lex luther back i was i was thinking of this because i was talking to to melissa my wife last night and we were we were talking i was talking about i'm like i'm trying to think if there if it was possible like in the history of of actors and actresses i'm trying to think of is there a worst possible cast than jesse eisenberg as lex luther i don't I'm trying think, to think there like, is and if I, think I were to rank every single actor and bad. actress in the history i think he might be the the like last i think he might be like literally the last person or just I would, like I the would, worst uh, casting for that position not so much yeah. like could he be the worst person to play lex but that he's the worst casting choice made in a movie it's just yeah. like and I, I think my lot of thoughts on like Lex Luthor is like you know uh, the cartoon Lex Luthor, this uh, kind of like empowered uh, like megalomaniac type of thing who thinks he's right about mm-hmm. everything. I like that. Or even mm-hmm. um, uh, Gene Hackman, I thought was a great Lex Luthor too. Just kind of like a, a smarmy kind of jerk. I like those ideas, but like this was just a weirdo that I didn't he made me laugh at him i wasn't it was like mark zuckerberg was trying to fight superman i'm just like seriously like come on it's real bad anyway like don't bother like just don't bother like i'm a huge batman fan but like yeah even i can't stand it like and that's not even like i don't it's not even because i dislike affleck you know like i don't i he's fine i thought he was fine as a batman i just think that the way they wrote him and stuff is just terrible it's just real bad anyway what else you got so uh speaking of batman i read batman number 50 um because yes, i was came out this week and i tried my best not to spoil myself because apparently I got spoiled to the new york times the stuff that happens in it yeah um, it sucks yeah yeah which uh led to like like <laughs> record-breaking sales and stuff so i think it was all sure. kind of planned because i knew that everyone would be pissed off by the end of it so right. spoilers ahead <clears throat> i'm sure you don't care uh catwoman doesn't marry him and it's just really anticlimactic the right. idea is that can Batman be happy and be Batman? And she says her sacrifice to him is basically her, her love for him, that she can't be with him in order for him to save the world. Right. Which is stupid. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. He, he wouldn't do this. He couldn't do this if, if he wasn't lonely and miserable. Yeah, like, which is like garbage. He wouldn't, he wouldn't fight crime. Forget like the fact that like, he has no. a son yeah. sure. and yeah. a family and mm-hmm. uh a pseudo father figure absolutely if he had a wife it'd be ruined right <laughs> that's it mm-hmm. it's yeah. just and because because there aren't any heroes that yeah. actually have you know love interests and actually use that as, yeah like, to draw from their strength to actually it's not like superman do. has a wife yeah. and yeah. child yeah. now and does no, just as much good you know so it's yep. like it's yep. It's really stupid, and then, like the it's end of and it, dumb and I can't stand it. Yeah, the end of it's like uh, it's all put together by Bane, because uh, this Maybe. this whole run by Tom King has been all about uh, Bane and Batman's been really intertwined, and that mm-hmm. uh, basically 
Joker was meant to bring in the doubt in uh in Cat's mind and uh uh Thomas Wayne was supposed to during the button series Thomas Wayne brought in doubt into Batman's mind and then this old character that was from Batman year 1 this female character that was Holly, yeah a best Holly, friend right? yeah Holly yeah. she was a best friend of her from Batman year 1 which is the quintessential like origin of Batman which is interesting cuz like a lot of stuff in my head's like well what cuz lately dc's been really weird with like their timelines and stuff i'm like so what batman is this is this new 52 batman is this the original bat i don't understand the only bright side about the comic is the guest artists which i thought was fantastic because basically each main section showed like they wrote two letters to each other he was writing a letter to her showing how much he loves her she wrote a letter to him apologizing for what she was about to do and so like these are the guest artists you had joel jones david finch Lee Bermejo, Frank Miller, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, Ty Templeton, Becky Cloonan, Andy Kubrick, or Cooper, uh, uh, see here, Raphael Albuquerque, and Mitch Geraldo. So basically, these guys have been the biggest artists for Batman for the past 30 years. And for me, those splash pages were amazing because I love seeing, like, the, the Frank Miller Dark Knight Batman. You see, like, uh, the Azarello Batman and stuff like that. You see uh, Jim Lee's Batman. You see all these different Batmans that are just like so iconic and the art's phenomenal. But then in the end, it doesn't matter because stupid reasons. And like they, they've been like stirring up the pot for like three months now, four months. And then in the end, it gets spoiled and it's a dumb ending. So to me, it's like, what's the point of all that? You're just trying to sell comics. You're not trying to develop a good story. And to me, that's where this guy, I think... Tom King was doing really well at this point. Unless something good comes out of this, he's completely ruined the idea of what he's trying to It's just a soap opera. Like, that's what it is. It's like, it's, it's it's sort of embarrassing. It's just a soap opera. It's just stringing you along. It's not, I don't know. Like, they man, 80 years. 80 years. Batman in, in, in Catwoman. Like, 80 years. Can you get a little happiness? Like, yeah. Can you just get a little bit? Just get, characters can't Give change. Give him some smiles. If he was lonely and he was dark, he can't change. Characters can't change. Isn't that the whole point? So, like, some moments in the, in the comic change. were good. Like, his little moment with Alfred was fantastic. I love that. Um, but, like, it's all kind of undercut by this stupid reasoning and stupid ending. You know? And, like, yep. all the good things that were happening just gets completely ruined. Of, like... Yeah. Well, because you can't be happy. No, it's garbage. Like, like, there's so many other things that are going well in his life. He can't have... For him to have a wife is stupid. Not have a wife is stupid. But, like, he's got a son. Well, he's got, like, six sons. Five of them adopted. One of them is actual kid. And then, like, a father figure. And all, and he recently got to actually talk to his father. So it's, like, weird stuff like that. Like, this is the... Anyways... Batman 50, waste of time. I'm done with Batman for a while until something else me pops too. up. Uh, me too. That annoyed me quite a bit. So. I've been waiting for this one too, like because you've been talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I've, I've really been looking forward to in, it. Popped in for this one. I'm like, and I'm out. I'm like, going to have to switch done. to some other character. Yeah. Superman, here I come. So yeah. uh, anything else for you? Okay, so I got a quick Kickstarter I want to talk about. Um, it's not a board game. It is a, a line of miniatures that uh, it's by a company called Zero Hour. That's zero, like the actual number, and then it's hyphen HR. Uh, it's created by a guy named Ryan Wolf. They are Starship miniatures, and so they are resin Starship miniatures that uh, they're up on Kickstarter. There's a small line. He's done this a couple times now, um, and I have backed it before because I I got a couple of his 
uh, miniatures in the past when I was doing when we were starting the Starfinder campaign. So, uh, so they're really nice little 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 starship miniatures uh, with, with stands with clear stands. You can paint them. Um, you can you know kind of use them on your tactical map. So you can use them in like tabletop RPGs. Like if you do some Star Wars stuff, if you do uh, Stars Without Number, or for me personally, I use Starfinder games. Um, but uh, I think they're really good. There's some, a lot of different uh, designs that he's using. This particular one is called Syntec, C-Y-N-T-E-K, uh, Starship Maps and Miniatures. So if you want to look for it on Kickstarter, that's how you would want to look for it, Syntec. Uh, it's a, they're, they're really fast campaigns. So they, they last you know, a couple weeks, but then his turnaround time is excellent. And usually within about a month to a month and a half, maybe two months total, uh, he's able to kind of produce the miniatures for the people who have backed it and kind of ship everything out. So it's really, really fast when it comes uh, comes to Kickstarter. Also, the price is, uh, price is pretty good. So um, at least price per ship, I think, is a little bit lower. You get a slight discount getting it on Kickstarter than if you waited for it to come up on, like, his actual website, um, zerohour.com, or if you went to, like, Miniature Market, uh, which is where I got actually the first couple of miniatures before I saw that he kept doing Kickstarters. Uh, so it's 18 bucks for four resin miniatures. You get a freighter, a cruiser, and two small scouts. Uh, so you get four of those for 18 bucks for resin, which is pretty good, uh, I think. Um, and then there's uh, a couple other things I would mention is that when you back on Kickstarter, you also get some digital documents, which are really nice. Uh, so you can get things like kind of like the layout of the ship. So you can use if you're doing some sort of uh, like boarding scenario or encounter, like if you're, if it's like the, the players, if it's their ship and they're, they're being boarded by aliens and they have to like beat them back, you have a layout for the ship. And so you can use like your digital documents for that, which is really nice. Uh, the other thing for me, which was really helpful is that he actually had Starfinder, Starfinder um, Starship sheets because Starship uh, combat in in Starfinder, it's just as complicated as like actual combat. So you have like a really complicated looking character sheet for the for the actual starship. And so he has those too. So you get those as well. I mean, you're free to make your own, obviously, but it's just something, it's just a little extra uh, attention to detail, which is really nice. Uh, so it's really cool. Uh, I would recommend it. Uh, I think his ships are great. I got a couple when we were doing our Starfinder campaign for the past several months. And one of them was like the, the ship that the characters used all the time. And I got a couple others here and there uh, that they ran into. And there's and if you don't necessarily like the ones that are in this particular campaign, check out his website um, because he's got some other options. And I know you can get these online. You can buy them at Miniature Market as well, miniaturemarket.com. So a lot of his past Kickstarters and his past designs are up there. Uh, so they're really nice, especially if you're playing a space, you know, a spaceship or a starship um, uh, sci-fi campaign for, for an RPG. It's really useful. But anyway, uh, Syntec, C-Y-N-T-E-K, Starship Maps and Miniatures uh, by Zero Hour and Ryan Wolf up on Kickstarter uh, for the next 16 days. You got till about the 24th of July. So anything else, buddy? One last little thing. Uh, Game of Thrones stopped filming. They're all done. They're on a wrap. Yeah, um, it's over. It's done. Which is exciting, but also really sad. Uh, the the way I found out, I guess Maisie Williams had a tweet where she's like her sneakers and they're covered in blood, thanking everybody. But then like the day afterwards, <laughs> they said like uh, all principal shootings wrapped up. Which is cool. It, it reminds me of when you first you first uh, suggested these books to me like ten years ago, and yeah, then ago. me and you were so excited when we saw the stuff online of them like uh, you know starting the shooting and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. I, it kind of just rem reminds me of that I can't wait for this season to come out. I can't wait that all the I don't care that there's like only six episodes because I know each episode is like an hour and a half long, so it's like little mini movies. But yeah, like it's like it's like a Sherlock Holmes type stuff. Yeah, going it's going to be yeah. super exciting, and I can't wait for it. I think the show's gone really, really well. Uh, I I just don't think 
since like season five i haven't seen a single episode that i didn't like you know so like i, I it, to me it's just it's become such a great show and i and it's bittersweet but it's really cool to see that they're all done with it so i'm excited for it. i just thought i'd mention that the little tweet came out they're all done with principal principal shooting so that's all i got left for me so all right and on that note uh we're gonna stop uh with our little rundown for the day and we're gonna head over to a breakdown of our movie this week it's the movie breakdown ant-man and the wasp is the sequel to the 2015 marvel movie ant-man it's directed by peyton reed it's written by edgar wright and it stars paul rudd evangeline Lilly, and michael douglas now the sequel begins with ant-man who's played by rudd coping with house arrest due to his participation in the events in Captain America Civil War. The choices he made also forced Hope and her father, Hank Pym, to go into hiding, and they kind of cut ties with Ant-Man. So he's dealing with the consequences. So while Ant-Man is serving his house arrest, uh, the Pyms are desperately trying to find a way to save Janet, their missing wife slash mother, uh, who's been lost in the quantum zone for the past 30 years. And this is kind of stuff that's hinted at throughout the first movie. Now, eventually, in, in the sequel, uh, circumstances arise, like a ghost-like enemy that seems to possess some sort of phasing ability and these weird dreams that, uh, that Paul Rudd keeps having that brings the team back together uh, for another round of fairly wholesome, hilarious problem-solving and crime-fighting. Uh, and so, as always, we'll do our best to avoid major spo- spoilers, and, and if we decide to go full spoiler, we'll let you know, give us some warning. Uh, but that's about it. So, Justin, what did you think of Ant-Man and the Wasp? Well, I genuinely enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun and funny movie. Uh, Michael Pena's unbelievable. I love that guy. He he is the star. Of he's the so he's so good. And when they did that whole yeah. serum scene, it was so good. That was so funny. Um, There's no such thing as truth serum, Justin. Yeah, there's not. Uh, what I thought was best about this is like I talked to my wife and I talked to you before this. Like, how are they going to follow up Infinity War? Because Infinity War is just so massive and so you know, impactful. Um, in such a waste of time because it's all that we experienced has been completely done. Anyways. None of it really matters because everyone's going to come back alive. Um, but like it was a pretty serious ending and dark ending. And then to have this movie be so lighthearted and fun, I thought was just absolutely great. Um, I thought none of the jokes were really forced except for one. And we'll get to that later. Uh, I thought all of the character interactions were really, really great and funny. Um, I liked um, pretty much everything with Michael Pena's great stuff with T.I. and the Russian guy were fantastic. Um, Walton Goggins was kind of a throwaway um, character. Boyd Crowder. But, uh, yeah, kind of a throwaway character, but still all the interactions with him were pretty good. Um, but, like... I thought it was just a fun movie, and I, Paul Rudd was hilarious in the whole thing, and uh, sometimes uh, Michael Douglas, I don't know, isn't as funny as they try to make him, but I thought that as a whole, the movie was great. What did you think of the movie overall? Uh, okay, so I should preface this by saying, like, up until a week ago, I hadn't actually even seen the first one. Uh, I just, so, I don't know, it just kind of wasn't was it on my radar and so i saw eight man and the lost coming i'm like well we're doing a podcast now so might as well we probably should watch it we probably should watch the one because it's kind of important i suppose for the marvel cinematic universe so i watched the first one uh it was pretty good 
It was good. It's fine. Uh, nothing, nothing particularly terrible about it. And then I watched the second one. Same thing. It was good. I think they're solid. Like they're good movies. I think uh, I like the tone. It's different. Um, definitely skews younger. I think in terms of audience, it's not as uh, it's not as like kind of edge lord emo stuff going on in it, which is really nice to see. Um, I definitely like the cast, like the two main leads. Uh, I think Evangeline Lilly and and Paul. Rudd you know, she was going to well. retire after Lost. Is that? Well, I mean, once you do the greatest television show of all time, where can you go from I there? Mean, right? Everything is just kind of downhill at that point, right? So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I mean, it was good. It was good. Uh, I was pretty amazed at how uh, how young they made uh, Michael Douglas look in the first one. Like when he yeah, came in, it's pretty good. Scene, I'm like Michael Douglas from Basic Instinct. That I mean, you look like you're in Basic it's pretty Instinct. Pretty good. Right yeah, now. it's amazing. Uh, so no, I, I enjoyed it. Um, so I agree. Uh, uh, Michael, like for me, Michael Pena, like or Pena, or how, I'm not sure how you pronounce the last name, but uh, he he was amazing. I thought he was really funny. It was great kind of uh, uh, humor on the side. Uh, all the little stuff with him, you know, with uh, with Paul Rudd's character, Ant Man actually naming the different ants was pretty hilarious. Uh, so from Ant Nevin, well, that's like a real big tongue and cheek thing. Ulysses made... gr- Ant, yeah. Oh, so good. Well, in the first one, they made such a big dramatic moment when. Anthony died or whatever and then this one they're just oh we'll kill seven like right in a row and so i think it's just ants yeah Yeah, they kept getting killed by seagulls yeah so like i thought that was funny because it's poking fun at they kind of knew how stupid serious the first one was and now i'd be like let's kill like eight of them one after another in horrific ways and give them names and stuff i thought that was funny so yeah that was really funny um the like i don't i honestly totally uh like when when the, when the movie started, I was just like, I'm trying to remember. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Why is he? Why is he in house arrest again? And I had to like really take a moment to think back at what happened. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, oh, yeah. that's right. He, that happened. And then, then he got really big. That's right. He got really big, and then he got sleep. Okay, got it. Remember. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff going on. Like it, it obviously presumes that you know the events that happened prior. Otherwise, you're probably going to be lost at the very beginning. Um, so I don't really have any major complaints about it. I do think it's fun and light i do think it's funny um one of the things a couple of things i really do like about it is i like how they keep the romantic relationship kind of off to the side it's really not a big thing it's just sort of like yeah it doesn't, it doesn't define their characters exactly like, which do. is why i really like it like they keep it off to the side um and it's just sort of there like in the first movie like you, you don't even know what really happens until michael douglas opens the door and then like oh hey they're, they're kissing what, the, what? It's actually the the love more defines hank pym's character than it does uh right with the actual well, yeah. character well yeah because it's also the guilt of like him thinking it's his yeah, fault yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for janet being in the quantum zone and whatnot um so i guess if i had one complaint and i think it's only fair that I, I i make this complaint because i make this complaint all the time about characters like superman and characters like uh like iron man is that sometimes i feel certain characters when they feel too perfect when they feel like they can do everything and they're just like super good at everything i feel like uh the wasp uh like needs to get toned down a touch like paul rudd's pretty good because he's he's like a dope he's kind of dopey yeah and like they he, showed a lot of faults with his suit and stuff like that which tons of stuff great. like his suit the and school plus he makes scene mistakes. was just amazing i love oh god scene. it's so funny they make him look like he's a little kid oh he's so good um, but I felt like the wasp sometimes, like she's just amazing at everything. She's like Balrock with all, lots and lots of powers and makes all that. Lots and lots of powers. Right? So I get kind of tired when uh, I get kind of a little bored with with those types of characters that are just a little too perfect. I would like to see some flaws from them. Um, so that would be nice uh, if, if like moving forward into the like the next iteration uh, of this uh, would be cool to see. But that's a kind of a minor complaint because uh, I don't think we see it a ton. Like I, 
I think a lot of this. I had is that complaint like with with Black Panther because like it wasn't enough mm-hmm. that he's got this vibranium suit and he's really strong and fast. He also has like force powers, and I was like, "What? This is yeah. what?" That's like, yeah. like to me. That's like my only complaint about the movie. Was like he had enough. He's got zero yeah. weaknesses, and sometimes I, it, that gets a little bit annoying. You, you want to see the chink in their armor. You want to see where they could get hurt. You know, and right. With her, you want to see like a weakness too, because for me, I always equate it to like D and D, you know, party comps, where it's just like one person wants to do everything. Like, oh, I'm really good at social situations. Let me roll the encounter. Oh, I'm really good at combat. Let me go do all the damage. Oh, I'm really good at doing this, and I'm really good at doing that. I'm really doing this, and so no one else gets to roll do anything because this person just has all the amazing powers, and they're always right, and they never do anything wrong. So it would be nice if there was like a like a little bit of balance with that, but I don't think it's too terrible, and I don't think she, I don't think they're obnoxious with it with the way they are in Iron Man. Like cause I feel like Iron Man's super obnoxious about it, and then also I'm not as familiar with the Wasp as a character compared to Superman, so I don't have the kind of I'm just tired of Superman. So I don't really see it as as, a, as big of an issue in this type of movie because I also think that the overall tone of this movie is a little bit more lighthearted and it's not trying to take itself as seriously as some of these other movies try to do. So. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm probably, I'm, I've actually talked more about it in this next, in these last like two, three minutes than I really intended. But it was just like if I had to complain, if I had to kind of, you know, say something, that would be my one thing. Like, you know, maybe you know everybody has their role, you know, type of thing in the party. That's kind of how I look at it. Well, my only complaint is, and I'm not gonna get spoilery, but I'll just speak in general generalities. The first post-credit scene I saw coming a mile and a half away, and I think everyone in right. the world did. Everyone um, did. Absolutely. Which, you know, I guess is fine, but whatever. It also kind of, like, undercut the tone a little bit of the film. Because the film's just 100% happy and fun the whole yeah. time. Um, yeah. Like, even the little girl, that whole scene in the beginning with him and his daughter is fantastic. They do a little mm-hmm. bit of uh, teasing of, like, future roles of her her being stature. You know, because she keeps on saying, I want to be a hero like you and stuff like that. Because his daughter be- becomes a superhero. She gets pin particles and stuff like that. Um, which, of course which I think sets up for the future of like where are they going to take these, you know, after this first thing's done, you know, when this first group is over, when Infinity War Four is over, like mm-hmm. who's the next heroes? Which they could do Young Avengers, which would be interesting. And I would just like them to take like a seven year break and just. Not uh, it's not it's too much, too much money to do that. Way too much money. I just 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 take seven years. Um, but like or or, and I think and I agree uh, with Leah Thompson. I think we should go Howard the Duck. I think <laughs> she does. She doesn't want to hire the. She's duck. trying to bring it back, and yeah. hey, he he did show up. In he did. Gun. He's in the continuity. He is in the MCU. He's there, so there you go. So um, I would I would be totally down for that. The only other thing I, that I complained about was the final final credit scene, which I thought was just stupid. Um yeah. it was dumb. Did the, the weird juxtaposition of what they showed and then what happened afterwards is just like these two things don't mix at all. Like you went really tragic to yeah. hey, and that that didn't work at all goofy visual gag yeah like slash tragic yeah I, go one or the other but like the beginning part was like really serious and depressing <laughs> then it's like oh and statistically inconsistent with what we know well of, uh... maybe 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 <laughs> doesn't we... feel random uh it feels kind of well, uh, random could mean could mean planets right it could be uh galaxies you never know mm, so who yeah. knows uh sure. but it's just that was my only complaint when that happened i'm like this is this just seems weird um yeah. it's not like anything that ruined the movie for me but it's just like out of place 
but overall right. and honestly i kind of the, the way i go about it is i view if 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 the if you show me a post credit scene i don't consider it part of the movie like i don't like i just that's just how i do it in my brain like you showed me the story i watched the story and now you're giving me like some sort of epilogue or some sort of like preview or prologue for the next story that you want to tell and so like the continuity like the self-contained story that i just watched from the beginning from the opening credits to the start of the end credits that's the story and so if you're throwing stuff afterwards i'm not considering it part of the overarching story of the movie and so maybe part of your entire universe sure but not that story itself uh so yeah that, that that's my other thing um a couple other things like i found it really interesting because i'm a uh the the actual villain ish uh one of the villains i should say uh in this particular movie uh was was hannah john Kamen. i'm not sure how she pronounces her, her last name there uh, i don't know anything else she's been in so i have no killjoys uh on sci-fi is a television oh, okay. show i've been watching the past couple of years and i actually liked the show and it was nice to see like her kind of pop up um, getting a fairly big role here because she's the lead in that uh, in that show too. So uh, that was really nice to see. Um, other things, uh, it was awesome seeing Michelle Pfeiffer. We talked about uh, Catwoman earlier. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer to me will always be uh, the the epitome of Catwoman. And her uh, but... her like dating back of what she looked like didn't look ridiculous. I thought it looked. Part of me was kind of like, is this what Michelle Pfeiffer still looks like? Like I couldn't yeah. remember like what she looks like now because she she looked great in the little flashback and then uh i thought like her character was really interesting now none of that's in comics but like who knows like whatever they're who doing cares? but like it's the cinematic universe yeah, who cares? but like uh it's i thought she did really good i thought when paul rudd had that little scene i thought that was fantastic what with involving michelle pfeiffer's character right, right. that was great um <laughs> it's because right. like it's so weird how it's like it's silly but then also really heartfelt and interesting Mm -hmm. But then, absolutely absurd. It was really strange how they pulled that off. Like, I didn't really know how to feel about it. Like, that's one of the things I kind of like about this this movie and the tone it takes in these movies is like they are they are silly. Like, they are delightfully silly for the most part. Like, just the premise of them are kind of silly. Well, it's I'm like, going to shrink like, down to the size of an ant, and I'm yeah. going to ride ants all around. I'm going to I'm going I'm to you know solve crime. And I was and, talking to my wife about that. I'm like, that. your character's his powers is he gets real small or real big. Like, yep. If you take this seriously, what's wrong with you? Like, you got to have fun. And they clearly yeah. had a lot of fun with this. But it mm -hmm. wasn't, like, overly stupid. It was just the – it was a good tone of the whole film. Like, you, you got Batman. He's dark and brooding, and he, you know, he's got to be done a certain way, like the uh, Christopher right. Nolan stuff. Superman, still haven't figured it out. But, like, certain characters, like, how can you have a guy who rides on ants be – be too serious i think paul rudd's a really interesting like avenue and like the tone they took is a really interesting avenue for this especially when like you compare it to all the other ones you know it's it's it, to me it's just so different tonally than the other ones especially the last one with how it's a palate cleanser is kind of how i was describing it it's oh, like yeah, you yeah, just yeah. you just had this massive like this massive meal with like the Avengers last uh, last year, and it was like super super intense uh, and super you know, super sad, super serious. And it's like you need a palate cleanser, and this is and a perfect Michael palate Pena. cleanser. There you go. Yeah. Oh, and also I want to give not just Michael Pena, but uh, I want to give like a lot of credit to Randall Park as well, uh, who was the FBI. Oh, he was so agent good. who oh, who man. was basically in charge of Ant Man's uh, Ant Man's house arrest. 
amazing scenes they're hilarious the two of them were so funny uh there's this whole stuff with like ma- online magic university oh, which was so hilarious good. uh their little end sequence where like like they're having their, their, their last scene together was just so cute uh so funny uh, and so, yeah, Randall Park to me, if, if Michael Pena wasn't in the movie, like he would have stole the show. Like, like, like the two of them together, really, I was laughing. Yeah. I kept laughing. It was so funny. Uh, so it was really good. Really good. Also Lawrence Fishburne was in this, like what? Like Lawrence Fishburne. Hey, look at that. Yeah. And I thought uh, he did really good a, too. And he was yeah, surprising. And like, surprising I was afraid they're going to like make him or ghost like so dastardly evil, but like they really weren't. And he was just kind of like. It's, he was a good guy just trying it's to the classic it. case for us like like we, we've talked about a thousand times about the idea of like when you when you want a good villain like i prefer villains where like they have justification or a rationale for what they're doing they're not just like oh, i just want to see the world burn just for the sake of it you know well there's like, one I where i like that there's one of those guys that i like that um i te- i tend not to like that like i just find it i find it silly i just I, after a while i just I, I can't wrap my head around it so i don't really there's only one that successfully did it though and uh he's super dead anyways so go ahead yeah so i mean but overall i thought it was really good really funny uh, a nice like lots of little humor in it which is really 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 good jokes landed uh really charismatic leads uh i think paul rudd and evangeline would like do a really good job and then the side characters like supporting supporting cast is fantastic uh so really good movie like really really good movie like it's it's certainly not uh like groundbreaking the way that some of these other uh huge main storyline marvel movies are but to me i don't know i think i kind of like this better like it to me it's in the same it's in the same vein as like gardens of the galaxy in the sense that like we're just kind of silly and having fun but it lacks what guardians because guardians galaxy still does go and do some of those like really serious moments i think ant-man still keeps the tone a little bit lighter i think on the on the spectrum ant-man is like a little bit it's it's lighter than guardians of galaxy which i think to some degree is kind of light. so but overall for me like like definite recommendation that would be my final thoughts like i would definitely go and watch it um even if you're not into the whole major storyline that's going on with marvel cinematic universe i still think you could still watch this movie from oh, yeah. start to the yeah, end yeah. credits and still don't don't watch the, the closing credits after that because you don't want to pay attention to all the kind of like the bigger overarching stuff uh and just watch it you, you enjoy it it's a it's a good hour and 40 minutes like it's a really good you know light but fun little caper and adventure yeah definitely so yeah i, I feel the same way i think it's a it's a re- high recommendation for me, so I really got nothing else nice to say about it because you know in the end I start I start sounding like me. So, mm-hmm. anyways, okay, go see it. All right, and on that, uh, Justin's gonna talk to us about some comics. Let's do it. It's time for the biweekly pool. All right, so for this week for my biweekly pool, I decided to pick up Rock Canyon Mountain Volume 1. So Rock Canyon Mountain is written and drawn by Kyle Starks. It's a little independent comic uh, created by Image Comics. Um, So basically, uh, it's a small run. There's only eight uh, volumes of it, or eight uh, actual chapters of it, so only two volumes. I just read the first one because I wanted to see how it was. So the best way I can describe it is by describing like what it says on the back of the comic book. So it says, Come inside and meet the mysterious, unbeatable Hobo Jackson on his quest to find the mythical Hobo Heaven. Meet his sidekick, Pomana Slim, but watch out for the devil and the FBI and the Hobo Mafia too. It's a fantastical fistico frolic through post-World War II America via the rails and back roads through underground fight clubs, prisons, 
and the hobo jungle is wrought with dangers. Hobo fights, jokes, and locomotive excitement collects the Rock Candy Mountain. All right, so that's basically what this is. The story is basically you got Hobo Jackson who is trying to find his way to the mythical Rock Candy Mountain. And so the idea is this guy made a deal with the devil to never lose a fight against one man. And so he's the strongest and most versatile hobo. And his job is to try and find the mythical Rock Candy Mountain. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of the song, the Rock Candy Mountain song, which is basically about, uh, it's like a hobo El Dorado. And he wants to go there and uh, live out his days. And along the way, he finds Slim. And Slim's kind of a man out of his luck who basically went to California to try and make it big in Hollywood. Things didn't go his way, so he tried hitching a ride on a train back to where he was going. And uh, basically, Jackson decides to use him for his own means to try and find Rock Candy Mountain. Um, it's latent with uh, stories of like the difference between a hobo, a tramp, and uh, a yep, and all these different types of hobo lingo. Uh, also, the seedy underbelly of the hobo world that there's a hobo mafia which can kind of get away with whatever they want um that basically traveling these rails isn't just about not having money it's about getting somewhere and, and doing something right um and basically he's kind of like a, a world war ii vet and and doing all this stuff really interesting story the art is um the best way i can describe it is the bfg um the old uh children's book the bfg very rough art but it's meant to look like that and it's meant to be in that type of style it looks really amazing um because like the guy pushes his limits on like other things in the comic that make it look really uh truly amazing and and, and wonderful um but like it's a really interesting story of this guy trying to make it to rock candy mountain and i want to really finish it up it's only eight comics only eight chapters so it's really worth it for me it's a really really great um read it also won an eisner award so it's like one of those uh comics that are really really uh, uh beloved in the community right now so i got on comiXology for six bucks the first volume the whole thing's i think about 12 bucks um they can you can get like a compendium of the whole thing yeah i'm looking at it right now on image comics like you can get the like the whole volume one yeah. for like 7.99 digital so that's yeah. pretty good it's a really really cool interesting read and uh, if you're ever worried or wondering about the world of hobo life, it's really how to dive in. Um, so, highly suggested. I, it's, I keep on trying to find these uh, diamonds in the rough, these ones that don't get called out very much. You know, I could I could read Old Man Logan or different types of, of DC Marvel stuff, but I really like these indie things. Um, and Image is indie-esque is just a, a port as to which these people can kind of have control over their rights because like if you work for image comics whatever you write whatever you do it is yours they don't own it they're just a way to kind of like publish it like if he would have if this guy would have gone through marvel uh some other guy could have written about it later but he wanted an eight comic story and that's all it'll ever be unless he wants something else so interesting story uh uh it also seems to be linked to like uh like his his stick with the uh, with the handkerchief on it is something special that the FBI wants, and it sure I don't know what it is yet, but from my estimation, it sure seems to be the Spear of Destiny. So it's really interesting, like how <laughs> how how weird this gets, but it's really really cool. So um, 
if you if it sounds interesting give it a shot it's a really cool little read that's uh, rock funny. candy mountain by kyle starks pick it up on comiXology or your local comic book store today and now it's time for the gentleman's challenge All right, so the Gentleman's Challenge is segment we do every week here on the Lollygaggers podcast, where Justin and I give each other an assignment, some sort of homework to do for the next podcast episode. Usually this homework assignment involves playing a game, watching a movie, watching a couple episodes of a TV show, usually with the intent of kind of driving the other a little bit batty, uh, or just kind of introducing themselves to something kind of new and interesting. Uh, and then, to ensure that we did our homework, we come back the next episode and we quiz each other about it. So I'm going to go ahead and start this week. Uh, Justin assigned me the game Blood Party, uh, or Ben and Ed Blood Party, I think. So Ben and Ed, I think, was like a, the first one, and then they made a sequel or maybe a remake or something like that. I'm not entirely sure the process. Uh, but the game is called Blood Party. It's a video game. You get it up on Steam. Uh, it's by a company called Sluggerfly, uh, and it's a 3D platformer. Uh, it's by a couple dudes out of, uh, out of Essen, Germany. Essen, Justin, by the way, is uh, home to like the largest... Like one of the largest international uh, games festivals in terms of like board game tabletop lots of just a little little tidbit uh okay so this game is a little batty uh so basically uh you are in a crazy kind of game show type setting running through all sorts of bizarre maps uh kind of like something in a running man uh also you're a zombie uh and there's like some ragdoll physics going on and it's got a third person camera view so you're like behind your character and you're running uh, around jumping over pits and doing all sorts of different things. Uh, so there's like spinning blades, pit traps, there's big old hammers that swing back and forth, left to right. There's big old spiky balls, etc. There's uh, acid and fire and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so there's also some ragdoll physics, so you're kind of getting thrown all over the place. Um, and you can frequently lose an arm or two or a leg or two or, or even like your entire torso. Uh, as long as your head is intact, you can kind of keep going on the map. Uh, sometimes it's actually even beneficial uh, to rip your head off, which you can actually do by right-clicking. Uh, you rip your head off, and you can throw your head in the distance to bypass certain obstacles, which actually can be really, really beneficial. Uh, there's also a bunch of weapons that you can pick up along the way, so like, or, or tools. Uh, there's chainsaws. There's big spoons. Uh, there's these oversized needles filled with acid that I accidentally killed myself with because I didn't realize uh, it was going to kill me. Uh, there's chickens. Like You can hop on a chicken uh, and fly uh, uh, temporarily over a certain place. Uh, and then there's my favorite, which is the pogo stick, where you hop on this pogo stick and it just lets you hop all over the place. Pogo stick's so, pretty solid. It's pretty good. I love the pogo stick. It's so good. Uh, it definitely has kind of like an 80s vibe to it. Um, so there's a bunch of neon colors going on. Uh, there's a bunch of new wave synth music pulsing uh, in your ears uh, as you play throughout the game, the soundtrack and everything like that. Uh, so it has that. So it's marrying two kind of semi-hot uh, uh, concepts of zombies and 80s. Uh, you play through... Uh, like a level, like there's boards or levels, like as you would expect in any kind of platformer type game, uh, has a series of checkpoints that you have to meet as you bypass certain obstacles and puzzles. And then after you go through a series of checkpoints, you get to your eventual goal. Um, now you're able to always restart. Like if you screw up, uh, if like you fall down and you're stuck, or if you lost part of your body and you don't really want to lose your party, uh, your body, you can always restart at the most recent checkpoint that you went through. Um, and you can voluntarily choose to just do that, uh, but you would lose a life. Because uh, one of the one of the things in the game is that you have uh, a life count, so different levels. Like you can only like it takes you maybe fifteen lives or twenty lives or something like that. So you can only die and restart fifteen times, or die and restart twenty times before you lose. Uh, some some levels have uh, have a, a timer as well. Uh, so there's that you know there's 
it's kind of that thing going on. Uh, and sometimes it just kind of tracks your progress based on how long it takes you to complete a level. Um, there's a multiplayer to this. I mo mostly played it uh, solo, uh, but it has multiplayer. You can play up to four people. Uh, you can do this either cooperatively where you're trying to all kind of solve puzzles and get to where you got to go. Or you can do it competitively, which seems like the fun way to do it because you can like cut people up and throw things at people, that kind of thing. Um, there's a lot of customization, so you can customize how your zombie looks with outfits and things like that. Uh, and there's also a level editor that you can use to make your own maps, which seems really, really cool. And like most Steam games, you can get the workshop and you can see what other people have been making for the game and, and actually download their maps and, and play them. So it all seems pretty cool. Uh, so that's that's Blood Party. Um, what do I think of it? It's fun. It's fun. It's silly. It's goofy. Um, if you like platformers and you're not frustrated by, you know, jumping, uh, then... Yeah, this is the, this is a really good game. I really want to uh, play with like a group of four of us, like so badly. I think it'd be yeah, so it seems like the type of game that's going to excel uh, multiplayer. Unfortunately, J Justin was sick and I started up work, and so we couldn't really get our schedules together this week to actually jump in and play together. So I've basically been playing solo and just going through as many of the levels as I can, uh, trying to get a feel for it. And, but even playing that way, it's still fun. Uh, and some of the some of the levels, like early on, the levels are super easy. But like as you continue to go a little further, like there's a little trickier and more advanced play. Uh, like especially, like there's this one level that's all about head throwing, and so you just have to like do all sorts of advanced metrics or advanced uh, tactics for uh, for like throwing your head, like jumping off a cliff while throwing your head, or throwing your head over top of like a spiky ball that's running at you, and you have to throw it high enough so that the spiky ball doesn't hit it. Uh, so all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, but even, yeah, even just playing it solo, I thought it was kind of fun. Um, and it wasn't too expensive. It's pretty cheap. I think the regular price is 15 but it was down like maybe 10 bucks, five, 5 to 10 bucks during the Steam Summer Sale, which unfortunately ended. Uh, so it's really not that expensive a game. Uh, but it's a lot of, it's just silly fun. Now, if you're not a platformer type person, uh, you probably aren't going to like this uh, because it's got a lot of the same things that you would expect to find in platformers. So if you're the type of person that just gets stressed out about, you know, jumping over a pit, where like you're halfway up in the air and you like you want to course correct while you're up in the air and so you move yourself around and you fall like this isn't going to be your type of game so i'm pretty sure my wife would go crazy because i've tried to get her to play those before but she hasn't really liked it too much um but overall good game pretty fun i definitely would like to play it multiplayer to get a really good sense of the longevity it has because for me like i couldn't play this for too much longer solo like the, the way this game is gonna it's going to last. It's going to be through the multiplayer aspect of it. And so if it's not really fun multiplayer, then I probably would put it down. But even still, for a game that's 15 bucks or less, uh, if I can get a weekend's entertainment out of it, like it more than pays for itself. And it gave me, you know, I played it for about two or three days over the past week. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Uh, so yeah, that's Blood Party. Good times. All right. So you're ready for your question. I don't have a lot because it's kind of tough to do questions do for this. Um, first question, uh, what is the prize at the end of every course that you're trying to get to what is what is the prize oh my god i never even really paid attention to that all i saw was goal it says goal and then there's like a thing in the, like the mm -hmm. thing in the cage the thing in the little cage at the what end is never... it? oh my god i don't really know uh is it like um hmm is it is it the steak is that your final like, answer like a piece of meat like a piece of meat to go eat or something like that is it that is that what it is so the game is called uh what is it it's ben and Ben and Ed Blood Party. Ben and Ed. So Ben's a little boy. You're Ed. And Ben's in the cage. And you're trying to eat Ben. <laughs> I had no idea. What? <laughs> I so had no idea. In that the cage is just a little boy holding it. It's a little boy holding a teddy bear. So that's what it is in the cage. <gasps> I really had no idea. <laughs> I was so, just like, I hit the goal. I'm happy. I'm excited. And I'm pissed off because it took me forever to do this. And so I got there. 
I had no idea. Okay, I'm gonna replay right, and so take a look at that. Good. Does it actually? Sh- does it actually show? I you think anything? I've seen screenshots of it. I think like it's only after someone like zoomed uh, in on it. Oh my gosh! Okay, nice. All I right. had no idea. Uh, what is all you need to win? Like, what do you need? What's all you need to cross? You kind of, you kind of. Uh, you just need your head. Yeah. You just need your head. You can just roll and roll and roll. There's actually achievements for just like doing. Yeah. Maps rolling, I like, which honestly sometimes is easier just to stay at yeah place. there's some obstacles that are better after you get your legs cut off so like but like then there's also other obstacles you can't activate unless you have a certain number of appendages so you have to make mm-hmm. it through a certain area with a certain number of appendages to like step on a button or something like that so right and plus there's like gaps that you can't make with a jump because somehow your head can jump i'm not quite sure <laughs> physics it's uh, weird physics but like your head can on its own can jump but like you can't it doesn't jump necessarily as far i can't make as much type of distance like as if you did like a, a like a shift run speed up jump or like ju- like jump and throw your head at the same time it can go the furthest so yeah yeah so but yeah your head all right so last question i only have three of this one. it's hard to do is this better or worse than left for dead with with raptors as your characters so i'd like you to go ahead and answer that uh it is worse because left for dead is honestly one of the best games uh, ever yeah, in my opinion, even with raptors even right. with raptors okay all right that's, that's, like, a, that's not I'll fair that's that. not fair to I'll blood party that. like blood party is an excellent game but you, dude man, i really want to play it with i have 17 games. weeks real time in to left for dead and left for dead. i saw i saw this game and i was like i remember portal 2 and i remember <laughs> how much we killed each other and i really yes. really want to do this because this game encourages it so yes i really yeah. wanted to do that so we're gonna have to play at some point. It's a, again super sick, and then yeah, Justin ruined this week's. Party. Yeah, that's what happened. No, my wife. I'm sorry, it. my wife. Your wife. It. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Thanks yeah. a lot, Chrissy. Got to pull the poop vein out. Got definitely. <laughs> that. That's all I got for my questions. So you got you got all uh, two out of the three. Two or three. That's passing. Sixty-six percent. The that's actual, a, but understand the actual hard test question you got wrong. That's so. all. I know. I do want to go back and play because I had. I honestly had no idea. I thought it might have been the steak because whenever you fail or whenever you're reloading, like a steak comes up and starts talking to you. It's hilarious. Like it's just yeah. Like a so steak it's person. been in the yeah. cage. Like I've seen a whole bunch of. I had no. Like I honestly I had no idea. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, that's that's pretty funny. All right. So all right. Okay. okay. All right, so all right Justin. Me. What do you got? For mine, you gave me Bastion. So Bastion is a yeah. isometric uh, one-player game. Uh, it's developed by Supergiant Games and it's published by WB Games, um, which is interesting because you wouldn't think a big company like WB would come out with such a gem of a game. You know, sometimes like these massively uh, these AAA titles and stuff like that just don't seem to go so well with like these indie type of stuff. But like. I've played this game before. I just didn't go very far. So I got back into it recently. Um, as far as I got, as I got to Zolf, so, which I don't know how far that is into the game, where you get Zolf, who also has like the pipe that you can smoke and like you can do a challenge or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I have almost all the nodes on the thing like you need the, the cores for. Um, but basically the idea is, there's this thing called the calamity that happened and you've woken up after it and you're trying to solve what happened and how to save it and stop all the bad guys. And there's a, there's a different, there's a whole bunch of different types of, of enemies. It's the, the, the way it looks is isometric. It's like top down. Um, and as you walk along the ground forms up around you, um, kind of like revealing your next bit of path. 
and what I think is really interesting about the game is the narration in the game is really what kind of like puts it above and beyond most indie games for me because whatever you do, the narrator kind of anticipates it. They've had multiple lines of dialogue they put in and they kind of like tell you what's happening as if you are actually creating the the story. Right. Right, really yeah, the, narr- the narration adapts to your, to your actions, yeah. totally. And yeah. it's really cool. Like, if you walk by people that are, like, that were taken by the Calamity, it'll say one thing, but then if you just hit everything, it's like, oh, he was upset by the loss of his people, and, like, stuff like that, which is, like, really good. And, like, the narration's fantastic. The combat's really cool and interesting and fun. The, the creatures aren't terribly difficult to figure out. There's a counter system. Um, you also have multiple types of weapons. You have a sword, a bow and arrow, uh, a repeater, like a crossbow. I just got the shotgun, which is really interesting. It's a fun new little weapon because it's like it's good for like lots of enemies at once rather than like because it has a it has a burst fire like a, a spread. Um, while the repeater crossbow is really good for like if you want to get one target down really fast. The movement's pretty dynamic. If you get knocked up, you can recover from it. You can fall off the side of the map, but like it takes a little bit of health away. There's also like different things you can learn. You can upgrade all your items and stuff like that. But basically, there's a giant hammer, which I was using the hammer for a little while, but I like using the sword. The sword's pretty good. Um, but uh, I, I really, really enjoy this game. I think it's a, a beautiful game. The art direction is just absolutely wonderful. Um, the way they design everything the the villains are are really cool looking you have like little like rain droplet type of characters with these little shadows and then you have these guys that have like more like suits to them and then you have these big old blobs that shoot big old like uh things on the ground turrets that shoot like uh fireballs and stuff and the the overall story is just really interesting um i don't know why i never finished it I must have just been sidetracked by 17 other thousand things I had. You, you were probably playing Rainbow Six. Probably that too, yeah. It's probably playing Rainbow Six. Because you play the same two or three games. Over yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, it's really great. It reminds me of like Ori. I, I, I played Ori and I finished Ori. I really loved Ori in the Blind Forest. Um, I'm looking forward to the new Ori. But like, I know there's a, a kind of like a quasi-sequel to this made by the same people. Um, not sequel. It's Transistor. Transistor, like, yeah. They've made three games. Supergiant Games has made three games now. So and they're all kind of similar. And then Pyre just came out. Well, um, Pyre is a little different. Pyre is more like um, kind of like a kind of like a keep away basketball game. Uh, it's a, it's a kind of a sports fantasy game. It's really it's it's different. It's interesting. I have all three. Um, I I love I love all three of them. Um, Pyre is probably my least favorite of the three. Uh, it's it's a toss up between Bashi and Transistor for me personally. Um, tra- uh, Transistor is more of kind of like a a cyberpunk one going on in a way. It's got a little bit of that flavor to it and some kind of hacking and a lot of stuff. It's that's just got like a music. big old sword, right? It's basically right, it right. And the, I love I love the combat a little bit more because it's like turn based and like there's a little bit more planning going on. Whereas whereas Bastion is a little bit more on the kind of Diablo real time like action based, almost like Zelda right. type of thing. Right. So, so it's still fantastic. Like they're all really good games. But overall, uh, I really yeah. like it. I think it's a really fun game. It's super cheap now because it's like five years old, but it's still it's older than that. I think it came out in 2011 or something. Like yeah, that. but yeah. still, like it doesn't show it. Like it's 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 still to me, it's like one of those upper echelon type of indie games, like. 
I really enjoyed Braid. Braid was fantastic. I just thought of Braid too. Like when you're like upper echelon indie games, I'm like, like yeah. Braid and like yeah, Braid's yeah, Braid's up there. Ori's up there. Ori's unbelievable. Um, the the music in Ori, like the music in this game, and all the stuff. Like it's not just about like combat. Like everything is good. The narration, the art design, the music, the way you upgrade everything, the the different levels, the different ways you can play, the customization of your character, of how you want to like how how you want to play like if you want to be like a one-shot kill person or if you want to be more of a finesse person like it's just a really really good game and like this is like top tier um it's like this braid ori and maybe a few others because ori I, I i couldn't put ori down until i was done with it and the music for ori is fantastic so um that's bastion so that's all i got for okay. that uh, i don't feel good there? about your uh you're, you're you're doing well on this quiz because i feel right. like you haven't finished it uh and you haven't really I feel a little worried for it i think it. i'm about three-fourths through it eh, we'll see okay. uh, all right question number one why was windbag ranch built oh man I don't why know detailed was windbag ranch built it's one of my uh one of my one of my favorite lines that when i was playing that the narrator spoke and i kind of uh, I have no uh, idea too. Uh, you, you ready? You want to yeah, guess? Go ahead. No, go ahead. For juice and squirts. <laughs> For juice and squirts. I was playing it, and I was like taking a sip, and I, 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 I almost choked because uh, I was like, "What? Really what? weird. What? So yeah, so I always remember squirts that. Squirts are uh, the little, like they look like little rain droplet type of characters. Mm-hmm. You yeah. actually mentioned them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, when so eventually the kid starts having dreams right yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah the kid yeah, starts yeah. having dreams he starts going through his past he goes to a particular level it's kind of like a dream-like place what's this place called is this when you smoke the pipe or whatever uh i don't remember you smoke the pipe all i know is like you 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 go to a particular level and it's a dreamlike place and you start like learning about his past and about his history so it might be when you smoke i don't think i got that far that's gonna be hard it's called I got... who knows where who i don't think i got that where. far what? Then you you're barely into the game. What are you talking about? Maybe I did. It was just a while back. I don't know. I don't even think you played it this week. I, think I you're did. Banking. I'm gonna I'm gonna check your playtime. I'm gonna check. I did. Uh huh. I got it's, through like uh, five has just zones. All right. Anyways. Ooh. What's uh, okay? So in the in the game, uh, there's an alligator monster. Uh, what's the name of the alligator monster? And what's the name of the big boss version of it? Alligator monster. Mm-hmm. See where I'm at. I got to the Taurus monster, like the. Just remember, Justin, the challenge was to finish. Bastion. Finish it. Well, you said you had already played it, and if you if you listen back to last week's episode, I said the challenge is to, is to finish Bastion. Uh, it's in the it's in the show notes too. So yeah, sorry. I don't care if you play it. I want you to finish it. The whole point was you never finished it. Poop on the pipes. The question, the correct answer I'll is ankle one. gators. Ankle, ankle gators. <laughs> and the name of the boss is Queen Anne. Like it's a big kind of legendary. Oh ankle. god, I blew it this week, real bad. Uh, who who is Pith? Who is Pith? Pith is the the that was that was the bull god. That's correct. Yeah, right. that, that just did. One. I got yes. that. Yeah, got, it is. He's a cranky old bull. That's correct. Yeah, god of commotion and order. Yeah, uh, and then finally, the narrator of Bastion has a couple of names. What are those names? Is it that it's the it's the guy with the white hair? That's not a name. That's a description. 
It's the guy with the white hair in the middle area. Oh, mm-hmm. man. That's not incorrect, but I'm just saying, what, what's the name? What's his name? There's two of them. There's two names. There's two, there's two things he goes by. Well, Zolf is the other guy. That is not uh, one of those names. Oh, Zeke? Nope. That's oh, incorrect. my God. The correct answer answers uh, is originally it's the stranger, uh, and then it's Rux. Rux. So he, pulls, uh, he pulls a Strider turned into Aragorn type of thing. It literally yeah. was just... Was you, that guy. you colossally failed. Uh, it was real bad. Was, uh, it was real was bad. Very disappointed. I'm gonna finish the game anyway. I'm gonna finish. One out of five. Yeah, sometime soon. It's only been out for seven years. But yeah, 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 yeah. You go ahead and play a couple more rounds of Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> Maybe. No, I'll finish Bastion. It's got uh, me a really big itch right. to finish it up. Okay. All right. New challenges. Are you All ready? Right. I'm. I'm ready. Okay. You want to go first? Go ahead. Let um. It depends. Like, do you want me? Do you want? Are you gonna torture me? Like, I, I want to know what you're going to do for me, because I have uh, three choices. No, no I'm not telling you. I have something you might like. you got to make a choice. I have something that will make you want to kill me. And then I have something which is a toss-up. So I just don't you know. You make the choice. You don't know. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, I'm going to go this with the toss-up. I'm going to go with the toss-up, because like, either way, you okay. could enjoy it, you could hate it. Okay. You're going to have right. to go on Amazon Prime, and you're going to watch okay. this movie called The Forbidden World. Okay? Forbidden World. Got it. It is... 80s space drama. Uh, so I'm gonna love it. Maybe it looks. Like, it's the worst of the 80s, though. So then I'm really gonna love it. Yeah, so okay. Forbidden World. Okay. My other two choices, just so you know, how I was gonna be right. nice to you. You can always save them to other other weeks. I'll yeah. save one of them. The other one, okay. I was gonna have you watch Tau, but I don't know if you already watched that or not. So. No, but I have it on my list. Yeah, yeah that one I thought you would like. It's on my Netflix. The one yeah, it, looks I, like the, it looks like it's in my alley. Yeah. yeah, the one that's gonna you're gonna not like. I'll save that one. I'll save that one for okay. later. So just yeah, you might case. want to do that next week because okay. what I'm about to do is not good. Oh no! I would like you to watch a couple episodes of the show Dead Set on Netflix. Dead Dead Set, set? is what happens when you combine Big Brother, the TV show, in zombies. What? Okay, so the premise is that there's like a Big Brother type reality TV show going on. Uh-huh. Right, where most people are in a house and they're just doing like the reality TV show and they don't realize that outside a zombie apocalypse is taking place. Oh, so it's like a they're, they're on the reality thing? TV show. Okay. So a couple episodes All uh, right. of Dead Set on Netflix. Is this a Netflix original? Uh, it's an older one. I don't know where who, who okay. where it is, but it's been around for a while. All uh, right, I keep seeing it pop up. Well, we'll decide uh, whether or not what movie you're getting next week. Then we'll see. Well, I mean, goes. you gave me you gave me a, a game about taking uh, a TV show and combining it with zombies. So I figured sure, it made perfect go. sense. Works, I thought like there was thematic transition right there. Yeah, that's a good so, point. Okay, right. so we got Dead Set for you, and then for me, what was the name of it again? Forbidden World. For- Forbidden World. Forbidden it's, Planet is a fantastic old movie with Leslie Nielsen, so uh, if it's anything like that, I'll do uh, Probably not. So, Forbidden World on Amazon. Okay, so, and on that note, we're going we're gonna to get out of here. Uh, so, if you want to try to get a hold of us on the old interwebs, uh, you can check it out. Check us out on lollygagerco.com L-O-L-L-Y-G-A-G-G-E-R dot com. You can also find us on Twitter at lollygagerco. Uh, Justin's over on the Twitch. Uh, Justin, what's your Twitch account? It's uh, twitch.tv slash Jehufa. I have found my niche probably. I think I'm going to focus mostly on Magic because like the last time I played some Magic, that's when most, uh, most of my uh, traffic was coming in. So I'll probably stick with that. And like cool. game plays, like actual playthroughs of stuff. 
Um, I'll probably stop doing Rainbow Six Siege on there and stuff like that. I'm probably just gonna stick with Magic and that type of stuff. Because yeah, I mean, because you're not really good enough. Yeah, I'm on Rainbow Six Siege to or be funny enough, to watch, or, or funny enough. enough, or bad enough. Yeah, like if you're really, really bad, like you're just kind of an average player. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I, I above average. Much. I'll go above average. I don't know if I want to go that far. With it. I don't know if I want to go that far with it. But uh, I am exceptional at Magic, so that helps out. So. Uh, that's probably what I'm saying. That that and World of Warcraft when we get back into it. But yeah, uh, sure. which is like August seventeenth is Battle for Azeroth. So looking forward to that. So uh, yeah, cool. check check me out on there and something like that. Nice. So if uh, if you don't mind, if you have the time, if you if you like what you're hearing, uh, or if there's anything you want to say, feel free to contact to us. Uh, contact us. I can speak. Uh, if you want to hop up on the old iTunes, drop us a, a rated review. Uh, we would definitely appreciate it. Or on any of the various podcast outlets. Uh, where you get your your entertainment from. Uh, other than that, Justin, it's time we say thank you uh, to the folks who uh, who made this episode possible. You ready? Oh yeah. Okay. First one to the man who sat in the front row, the front of my wife and I during Ant Man and the Wasp. He kept reaching his hand back over his head and leaving his arm and elbow partially extended upward for like minutes at a time, completely in the middle of our view. I just want to say thanks, man. Like, just really, really thank. Thanks for not having any awareness of the people around you and behind you. Uh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, you're a good, you're a good dude. Thanks. I want to thank. Uh, this, we talked about this already a couple times. My wife for uh, making an attempt on my life, making it so that I uh, evacuated myself 20 times in one day. I lost eight pounds. So there's with this diet, it really helped out. So thanks, honey. Appreciate it. Oh gosh. Uh, all right. Next one, I want to thank filmmakers who don't use post-credit scenes, especially story-relevant scenes whenever they develop their movies. Uh, I just want to thank you for realizing that some of us really need to go pee-pee, uh, and we've already had uh, our sense of closure from you know, the end of the movie that we just watched. So uh, thank you for not doing that. I uh, appreciate that. Pee-pee. I want to finally thank my brother for whenever... Uh... I'm late on editing things to get him over to Jeff and having Jeff put him up on the uh, iTunes website. My brother sends me a nice uh, text saying, where's my podcast episode at? Uh, I need it to remind me of my tardiness. So thank you for keeping me on uh, my toes, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Thanks. iTunes website. Yes. Yes. That's, that's where we put it. <laughs>